Hello, everyone. You're listening to the DSG Connect podcast. As one of the world's leading dental laboratory networks, we value connection. And in alignment with that value, the DSG Connect podcast is here to serve you. Our goal is to elevate voices in dentistry. You know the ones, world changers, innovators, disruptors, true leaders, the people making a difference and bringing world-class solutions to our industry and communities. Our guests will educate, inspire, and share what is working, how to pivot when things go sideways, and everything in between. Wherever you find yourself listening, thank you. Thank you for joining us on DSG Connect. You are in for a treat today. We have one of the world's leading dental innovators with us, Axel Claremeyer. He's the CEO at Bego Dental. Axel joined Bego in 1995 as a junior salesman. He was drawn to the leading dental device manufacturer for their long-standing history of more than 130 years of tradition and dental expertise, offering both conventional and digital dental solutions. And then in 2002, he soon became the head of sales management of the newly founded Bego Medical, providing CAD-CAM solutions for dental labs. After five years, he was offered the position of managing director sales at Bego Medical. In the span of a few years, he took the same position at Bego Dental. Then in 2019, Axel became the CEO of Bego Dental, where he bears the overall operational responsibility. His heart beats for the topics of 3D printing and agile working. Here to give a warm welcome to Axel is CEO of Dental Services Group, Lou Azara. Thank you so much, Heidi. Very deeply personal and an honor to have uh, Axel with us and, and be able to introduce and expose him to our team and to our audience. Axel and I go back, uh, boy, Axel, how many years is it now? Uh, I, say, I think it's uh, five, six, seven years. And yeah. prior to that, we had contact as well. So yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time, and, it, and yeah. we got to spend a lot of uh, good time uh, together, a lot of planning, uh, strategy. And, and to me, it was one of the first calls that I made uh, when the global pandemic uh, hit back in mid-January, February, as we were all trying to learn how to navigate this and what it actually was. Axel's the CEO of, of a company, and I'll, I'll speak about this here in a moment, that stretches over, boy, it's in excess of a hundred different countries. They yeah, have that's this, right. Yeah, was it 110? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 110 and, and facilities in how many countries where and you 12. have direct and yeah. 12 facilities. So their global reach and perspective, but equally as importantly, Bago does not just put a facility up, put a flag in. They are deeply embedded in that country's community, local and on a very personal level. Bago has been around for over 130 years. They've stayed at the top of the game, and all of you may know them for just world-class uh, removable knowledge, removable materials, best-in-class partial materials, innovation and 3D printing, innovation we'll speak about, excited to speak about, and printing technology and cutting edge, first of its kind, 
printed crown, but it's all predicated uh, on this embeddedness, on this care, on their definition of partnerships and relationships, in which I got to live firsthand. Not only do they put a flag and a building in countries, not only do they have relationships that stretch back decades, but they ingrain themselves in the culture and the personal life and the well-being of those relationships. And I had a very personal story in the tragedies that happened in, in the Middle East and Syria and watched how this company helped an entire family, a, a relationship that they've had for a long time, help them navigate to safer waters, help support that family, the associates inside that organization beyond the family. Thrilled to hear that at this day, they were able to reopen with that business intact and, and largely get the, the ability to reopen came from the care, the thoughtfulness uh, of Axel, Christoph and the entire Bago team and culture. And, and I will share with everyone that this is not a one-off incident. This is the way this organization operates in the essence at its core in its DNA. Thoughtful, caring, progressive, and, and, and certainly innovative, but uh, always with a mindfulness to, towards people. My association at DSG's growing and emerging partnership with the Bago corporation. Uh, but I know a lot of us want to hear about the exciting innovation and hear from you, Axel, and, uh, and what you see uh, the future holds for all of us. So uh, I'll, uh, although I could go on, I won't and turn it over to you and Heidi. Thank you, Lou. Um, yeah, well, you know, you know us pretty, pretty well and we had a long relationship with each other as well. And you know that we um, always follow a kind of codex of modesty and uh, and the statement. So we don't really talk about those things, but um, it's pretty much in our DNA. We're still a family-owned company, like most of our clients are as well on the laboratory side. So um, yeah, we feel we feel ourselves very close to our clients. Um, so thank you for the introduction, Luke. Thank you so much. Yeah, Heidi. On the other side, then when it comes to what's uh, what's new and uh, and on three D printing from 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 us, then well, literally there's there's a lot of news. And, uh, and first of all, I would like to give some some background for a better understanding on, on where we're coming from. And um, that means uh, we at Beagle have been doing three D printing for over twenty years now. And uh, even though we didn't call it three D printing back then, um, I'm talking about selective laser melting, uh, which is nothing else than three D printing with metal powders. And um, we pioneered this uh, 3D printing process um, in the dental sector, uh, which made the cat-supported, fully automated production of crowns and bridges framework the first time possible. And uh, we also patented 3D printing with metal powder uh, right now 20 years ago. So um, that, that means that the first patents we ever had on 3D printing are already expired. So you can see how far ahead we are with that. Wow, and, that's impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really, it really is. Hey, again, family-owned company. So uh, 20 years ago, we had the first patents. So it's pretty amazing, yeah. But uh, it never stops with inventions. So um, uh, last year, we introduced our new powder like uh, for Vironium, uh, Vironium RP, which is uh, specifically developed for digital production of FLM-made removable partials. And um, we are using this powder at our CATCAM production center in, in, in France, in Lyon. And that our headquarters in Bremen as well. So um, uh, this was pretty the last step. The feedback that we received on the RPD frameworks uh, from from the labs is really is really amazing. Uh, so the demand for the SLM printed uh, frameworks um, is so high right now that we are investing another couple of million euros 
a new equipment and then the expansion of our machinery in our headquarters. And even the, the powder itself is also in hot demand for the worldwide right now. And it's mainly requested by large laboratories, again, that operate the metal printers and their cells. So that's pretty interesting as well. But then not only on the partial or on the, on the metal side, uh, of course, there are news on the, um, um, on the resin side as well. And um, this is pretty much the highlight of, of everything that we did in the last year. So um, we launched last year our first material for printing permanent crowns. Yes, please tell us about that. This material is called Vasil Smile Crown Plus. And it uh, is indeed the first approved ceramic filled hybrid material for 3D printing of permanent crowns. And um, in addition to the materials approval in Europe, we also received the uh, 510K clearance for the US market uh, mid last year. And uh, that makes us really quite proud because it's the first time that the material of this um, medication has been released and cleared by the FDA. And uh, once again, it underpins the pioneering role in the field of uh, 3D printing materials that we call ourselves on. And um, our goal is to make this 3D printing materials program available to the widest possible range of users. That's, uh, that is why we have recently entered into some partnerships with 3D printer manufacturers as well. The starting shot was in the beginning of last year with our partnership with Formlabs. And uh, in the meantime, we have also qualified our materials for, for our Zika printers and sprint ray printers as well. And uh, it will come as no surprise that, uh, that we are also working intensively with other printer companies right now in the, to qualify our materials on, on those partners as well. That's wonderful. I know Bago is so innovative. How have you seen it, the 3D printing crowns adapted through the world markets, including the U.S.? Yeah, it's kind of, kind of interesting. And, um, we, we presented our permanent crown material to, to the broad public for the first time last year at the Chicago Midwinter meeting. And um, uh, of course, it raised the interest of the audience, no doubt about it. A little later, the COVID pandemic overtook us all, and it was certainly one reason why the demand was still somewhat restrained at first. And uh, to be honest, and lesson learned, the worst point of time uh, to introduce a new product to the market is right before the outbreak of a pandemic. But, um, however, besides the pandemic, it, it, it's hardly surprising that uh, it takes a certain amount of time for, for such an innovative material to become established. And uh, just think back. Uh, to the hurdles, for example, that the new ceramic materials had to overcome many years ago when they revolutionizing the, the dental market. But over the, over the past few months, um, there has been a significant increase, uh, not only in interest in the material, but also in its uh, acceptance. And the publication of scientific studies on the material, uh, the po- possibility of ordering test samples, and also qualification and usability of all materials um, for the rise printers of our partners has played a significant role in this, of course. And um, yeah, many users have already recognized the, the huge potential for themselves and uh, are already using the material to supply existing patients, for example, or even to open up uh, new patient groups. And of course, it's, it's, it's a pound of cure when you consider that, uh, that a permanent crown can be printed with a material cost of around whatever, two or three dollars. Depending on the printer, you can print it in one hour. That's, of course, somehow what we would call a USP and it's absolutely unique, of course. I'd love to invite Damon Lees, our area vice president of digital technology, into the conversation with us as the two of you have worked closely into adapting that within uh, the U.S. market and discuss really what the benefits are of printing versus milling, as well as how 3D printing has changed over the last two years, I would say. I mean, that's a that's a big conversation. You want to jump in, Damon? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Heidi. Really appreciate that. And, and Axel, for 
for joining here today. Uh, we have the pleasure of working with Bego and, and Axel uh, to introduce uh, the Bego printer and the Versio Small Crown to the US here. And uh, just recently we've uh, set up a printer and have begun printing in uh, Noble Southeastern University and then also with a Heartland uh, practice with Dr. Berger. We're very excited to see what the results will be. And of course, as, as Axel said, the studies that you have on this material are definitely um, something that shows a lot of credibility. Top of that, I think we've seen uh, really good results with the aesthetics and um, the, the fit. And, um, you know, from my perspective on, on milling versus printing, and I know Axel, he has a much wider perspective uh, worldwide is that, you know, we see a trend of that moving more towards uh, printing and additive and less, um, you know, material waste. I think the, you know, as we can, we've heard this first crown that the materials are getting better and, you know, we see in the future that more of what we're doing that we're milling will, will be printed. And um, so Axel, maybe yeah. a little mm -hmm. bit about that on your side. Yeah, sure. Well, no surprise, 3D printing, in my opinion, is the manufacturing method for the future. And based on this conviction, we, as already briefly described in the beginning, we're really early adopters of 3D printing technology with selective laser melting. And step by step, we, uh, although have expanded our range of manufacturing services in our own production centers and included uh, milling services, for example, as well. But, However, milling in was and is for us more or less a kind of a bridging technology, uh, especially in terms of efficiency. Uh, 3D printing is absolutely superior to, to, to all subjective or relative techniques as it is much more resource efficient. And um, it was also because of this conviction that, that we have at all times resisted the temptation to, to offer our laboratory customers milling equipment for laboratory-based production. And um, instead of this, we have pushed in ahead with development of customized solutions for 3D printing on the dental side. This is how we see it, really. This is, uh, this is the point as well. And compared to milling the investment cost for 3D printing technologies, uh, right now are also significantly lower. Already today, you, know, you can buy powerful printers that require only a fraction of the investment for milling units. So this is pretty much the point by we see that uh, 3D printing will, will be the, the technique or the, the production method for the future. There's pretty much no doubt for us. Yeah. Do you do you see your investment in in uh, printing is also where in looking into the future, um, you know what what do you see? Where do you see it going uh, with three D printing? We're working all on on different business models and uh, different materials as well that are coming to the market. And um, one thing leads to another. So um, what we're working for on, for example, and we are not the only company that's working on that is materials like um, for printing aligners, directly printing aligners without models. This is one of the next bigger steps. And um, it's no surprise that we are working as well on a, uh, on a material that can be, can be used for printing bridges, of course. But the interesting thing is as well, Damon, that there are coming up new business models at this point of time. So um, we created a business model as well, and we, we call it um, chairside by lead which means that uh, the dental technician and the dental practice are combined and connected to each other. And everyone is bringing in the best that they, they have to offer in terms of the dentist is taking care for the patient on site. And the technician takes care for the restoration and the design of the year of the crown, for example, off-site in the lab and, and just send the data to the printer that is placed in the dental practice. So um, it's really not the first time that the lab is participating on the chair side process. It's really amazing to see what's coming up over there. So 
techniques. I think that the DLP technique that is already established in the market is pretty much that the that's set already, and everyone is concentrating on the technique. So, um, well, the question is uh, for everyone listening: What is a good time to to invest into into 3D printing? It was yesterday, to, to be honest. But right now, there's no reason to hesitate anymore. So, um, the, the the opportunities are, are really huge that are coming up, and um, uh, the technique that uh, that is used today is, is pretty stable as well. And um, I'm pretty sure that uh, there are no surprises coming up in, in terms of uh, new processes or new production methods uh, for the dental sector right now. DLP is right now the point that everyone is taking care of. Yeah, that's that's great, and and that was a question I had. If, and you answered very well. I think that you know investing in printing technology. You know, in the past, we've always kind of waited for that perfect printer or uh, perfect uh, mill or or where we are. It feels and and what I've seen in the marketplace is we're so advanced right now in the materials and the change that's happened just in the last year, but even in the last two or three years the advancements in materials, uh, how that is working within our offerings and what we can bring to the patients and the practice. So Axel, uh, one of the questions that I had in, in regards to the Versio smile is uh, there might be some confusion as the permanent crown versus the, the temporary crown and the properties there. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, yeah, sure, of course. Um, um, well, the, the major difference between all of the, between the temporary crown and the permanent crown is really there's no limitation in terms of wear time for the permanent crown. This is really this is already the, the meaning of permanent, of course. And um, um, we had some some uh, some studies of uh, some, some universities in Germany as well. The for example the LMU Munich uh, in, in Germany and other scientific institutes that have tested the long-term performance of Valio uh, Smile Crown. And confirmed the, as well the excellent material properties. And for example, in uh, flexion resistance by means of a 10 years chewing simulation, and um, all these summaries and then started, all these studies are available on our, on our home page as well. Uh, but what makes this material so extremely interesting to dental technicians, dentists, and, and patients as well? And the 3D printed restorations out of this material are, are not only characterized by their aesthetics, but uh, by an optimal resistance to discoloration as well. And um, you know it from other resins in the past, but this is really thanks to a very low water absorption and water solubility. And um, additionally, on, and on top, the material is really antagonist friendly. And thanks to its mechanical buffering effect, it is also ideally suited for the fabrication of implant supported crowns. And um, this is pretty much what it puts, uh, puts in the focus uh, of everything and makes it special to it. What do you see as far as uh, the the long term of uh, of three D printing in the materials? Do you, do you see that with most everything that we're doing today, we can deal with three D printing, or is it moving that fast? That's a good question, really. Though right now we we, we mostly printed products that helps the the technician or the dentist um, to to do his work actually. So it was not patient related. When it comes to, for example, to um, uh, printing models or printing drill guides, surgical guides, and all those kind of things, this was just one part of it. But then um, it goes more to the patient side already. And um, uh, I know that several companies are working on on material side and work close to really print final restorations um, without the help of anything between and or behind it. So the workflow is getting more direct uh, to the patient and to the final product. Well, this is what we see coming there. 
And um, the other thing that I already mentioned is um, uh, that um, several companies are working as well on a material where you can print aligners with. So the, um, uh, the workflow of the aligners right now requires a model, um, well, several models in, in terms of the case of the specific case. But uh, in, in the future, it will be possible as well to, to print aligners directly without a model. So this, uh, this might be not only a game changer, but it would be a significant improvement on the workflow. So this is where everyone is heading to right now. And everything is, is really resin-based or metal powder-based. So there's nothing in between. There are other categories of materials in between, like uh, nylon-based materials and all this kind of thing. Everyone who's working right now on R&D for dental purposes is working either on resins for DLP printing or metal powder for selective laser melting. We've talked about this before, and I think you've really you know, expanded on it really well and in, in where Bego is as far as um, your, your regulatory body there. As you know, you've, you've, you work worldwide and you have all these different um, standards, um, whether it's F- FDA or, or European standards. Um, is that a focus for Bego and, and, and with materials? How long does it really take to, to go to market with a new material? Yeah, that's, that's really super different. <laughs> and um, but nevertheless, we, we, we call it in the meantime, it became one of our core competences to registration, regulatory affairs issues. And um, uh, it was the fastest growing department in our company for the last few years. It's really what, what you said already, Damon. We really have to handle with different standards in different countries, and everyone is uh, really having their own own standard like uh, Japan, like Russia, like EU, European Union, the US with FDA, even Canada with the Canadian FDA, Brazil with Anvisa and all those kind of things. And that's really, that's a huge part of it. And uh, I, I really can have full understanding for companies who are saying, um, I, I don't take this this effort anymore and, and, and uh, refuse from entering markets because it is really, it is a big effort that you have to spend there. So this is, um, takes time as well. And for example, um, the FDA um, registration of the clear 510K clearance that we had on uh, whether it was my crown was extremely fast, but due to some reasons um, that, that there was some sort, of, some sort of special. And uh, so it was just about four months, but the regular time is something between nine and 12 months. So that is, uh, that is really, you have to anticipate where the market is moving. So um, it's, it's pretty, Unusual that you uh, have a product ready to sell and uh, are, you are able to sell it 12 months later. So you have to anticipate where the market is in 12 months and have to hit it there. Now, that's, that's a difficulty right now. Well, thank you very much uh, for, for answering all those questions and very insightful. Uh, I, I know, Heidi, I'll turn it over to you and uh, thank you, Axel. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate you jumping in, Damon. Axel and your team at Bego, I just want to thank you for your time today Mm -hmm. and your commitment to investing and innovating to propel dentistry forward. Is there anything that you want to add? Well, thank you as well for the time that uh, that you allow us to share with you and the listeners. And um, yeah, again, if if it comes up any questions and um, any further information demands, you just can contact uh, Bego, of course. You can contact me personally as well with my email address or my LinkedIn as well, no, no doubt about it. Or um, when, when it's appropriate again to travel, uh, we would be more than happy to, to welcome all of you at, the, for example, in Cologne at the IDS in September this year, or at Bego headquarters in Bremen or at Bego USA in Rhode Island. So um, thank you again. Thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe to DSG Connect on iTunes or Spotify. Take a minute to refer a friend or colleague and help us spotlight this podcast by leaving us a review. 
In between episodes, stay connected with us. Have a topic in mind? Send your suggestions to podcast at dentalservices.net. Also, did you know we have webinars? Check them out at dentalservices.net slash edu. We believe we're stronger together. Until next time, enjoy your day.